Welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. Katherine Hanks is back with us. Katherine Hanks is an Enneagram 4, a yoga teacher, an artist, and just a joy to be with. You will enjoy this episode where she talks with us again about how each number on the Enneagram can become the truest and most authentic version of themselves. Specifically today, we're looking at how that's true for type 7, 8, and 9, but I promise even if that's not your number, this will have resonance with your life. And I invite you to stay tuned for this short ad but also a disclaimer and reminder that there was some construction going on right outside our window as we taped this, and you can particularly hear that at the very beginning. So hopefully that'll give you a good chuckle and won't keep you from enjoying all that Catherine is going to share with you. It's a, a really great episode. Thanks for joining us and being loyal listeners. Well, let's talk about the seven since you and I are experts. <laughs> no, no. But truly, so here's the deal with the sevens. And Christy and I, we've said it before. So, and I'm going to speak for Christy. So I think everybody always says, if I could be a different number, what would I be? And Christy's is? Um, well, it's a four, like a hundred and ten percent. But I, but the seven would be right behind it. You see, seven is for me. Like if I could be a number, can I please be a seven? <laughs> can I please be a seven? Maybe like for a day or for a month or whatnot. Anyway, so uh, they um, are very comfortable in being in their skill in their skin, and they live the life of positivity, of optimism, of adventure, of joy true joy for life um at times at the expense of ignoring the pain of life which Mm -hmm. is a part of life as well Mm -hmm. so sevens at times not only ignore the painful parts of life they're sort of repress them Mm -hmm. and because it's very uncomfortable to be in that space um at times they numb pain not just repress but numb or um go into sort of a gluttonous state where they are trying to get more adventure more more experience more enthusiasm more whatever just so the pain is not visible or felt um i think out of all the numbers four has the best practice of not numbing the pain Mm -hmm. um however you've mentioned that as a child you were a very stoic child and to me that is sort of maybe Mm -hmm. a way to numb the pain so then you're just very strong and guarded and protected from it so can you talk a little bit about um what that experience was like because i think a lot of sevens would probably relate to that Mm -hmm. and then how do you establish an intimate relationship with pain and have painful parts of life as like invite them as your friend not treating them as an enemy Mm -hmm. because i think all the numbers can learn from that Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts yes i was a stoic child i have memories Mm -hmm. of watching sad movies with mm-hmm. my family and my mom and sister would just be boo-hooing over there on the couch and I remember I got really good at 
you know, oh, I, I feel the tears coming, mm -hmm. and I got good at just stuffing them down. Like, I, I have visceral memories of this. Mm. Like, I cannot let anyone see what I saw at the time, you know, me showing weakness. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as that anymore. Right. But at the time, I did. Um, and I do think, I think that was a, I, I got, yeah, I, I exercised that muscle, you know, mm -hmm. so much that it, took me years and years to actually allow myself to cry, feel. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's funny, I, I've never thought about that as a numbing practice, but that's that was probably my strongest numbing practice mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. Now for me, I, I do think I still have some numbing practices. I, you know, and it, it they're so subtle that, mm -hmm. that it, it's taken me a lot of awareness you know raising awareness to recognize these as like hey red flag something's mm -hmm. not okay you know check in with yourself but for me that can be putting a lot on my to-do list you know um filling up my schedule staying busy um it can look like eating when i'm not hungry mm -hmm. um it can look like uh, oh, like being on my phone mindless scrolling you know i <laughs> I like hate to admit these things. It it's welcome to being it, human. I know it's human. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, so what I've found is that with that increased awareness, recognizing okay, what does it look like when I'm numbing? Mm -hmm. um, I can catch myself earlier and talk to myself as if I'm talking to my one of my children. You know, um, hey, what's going on? You know, what's not feeling right? Mm -hmm. Where are you hurting? Where are you suffering? And um, just being really gentle with myself. Yeah. And once I have that increased awareness, then I create this choice for myself. You know, I can continue the numbing practices, which creates some stuckness, mm -hmm. suffering in my body. Or I can let those emotions, those feelings, those thoughts, whatever it is that needs to move through, move mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And so I've mentioned a lot of those practices for me yeah. already. Um, you know, going on a hard hike, a hard walk, um, even screaming into a pillow sometimes. Yeah. Um, gosh. So, you know, just finding ways to allow um, those emotions to, to move through rather yes. than, than numbing them. Um, and when we do that, when we like honor that discomfort, because yeah. it, it does take acknowledging the discomfort, it, yeah. it takes feeling it. Yeah. Um, but when we acknowledge it and allow it to move through, then we move into that more integrated version of ourselves, which opens us up to the authentic self. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that you said, I think sevens who are listening, I want you to pay attention to let the painful thoughts, emotion, experience move through. Mm -hmm. I think for seven and maybe for some other numbers, pain feels like if I feel it, I will have to stay in it. Mm -hmm. Like yes. I would never get out and this is it. And it's not really a logical thought or, or, mm -hmm. or, you know, conscious maybe even thought, but that fear is like, oh, if I get there, I will never get out. But if you think, if I feel it, that's a pathway mm -hmm. in and through, mm -hmm. I think that'll give you more courage 
to let yourself yeah. feel it. Yeah, and it's Ooh, an invi- so it's an invitation. Yeah. It's your body's invitation to say like, hey, help me out. Yeah, you know, let let me move. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and we have a choice. Yes, you know. I love that. Thank mm. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's move to our eight. So Enneagram eight sometimes lead hard into being truthful and tough. Uh, they tell it like it is, and they don't understand when others are less direct. Others like myself, Enneagram twos. <laughs> Even though I have that eight arrow, man, mm-hmm. I can be indirect sometimes. Eights believe this gift of speaking the truth makes them authentic, and while it can be a gift, it can also mean they avoid needed virtues like kindness, empathy, vulnerability, and softening. They live in full-blown masculine energy if they're in more of an unhealthy place. They work hard, they express certainty, certainty, their confidence. So these are those masculine qualities. And they become their true self when they live in both their yin and yang energy and express vulnerability, uncertainty, and empathy. So in the yoga tradition from India, there's a principle of sukha and stura, effort and ease. And in Chinese yoga and philosophy, they call it the yin and the yang. So how does living into both your yin and your yang move you to the truest version of yourself? Yeah. Well, we've talked about masculine and feminine energies, so let's just stick with that language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, In my unhealthiest seasons, I can be full-blown masculine. Mm-hmm. And, it, I, you know, I've talked about how transformational motherhood has been for me and it's in part in large part been because I've been you know reclaiming that feminine energy that I for so long had shoved you know shoved aside um so yeah when I'm in that unhealthy space I can be very competitive very competitive you know need to assert dominance need control you know, be kind of cold and distant. And those are those unhealthy um, expressions of the masculine, right? Mm-hmm. Also for like, because the envy can mm-hmm. show up as yeah. competition or okay. comparison. So well, the envy can show up either me. way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, so then, yes, that makes sense for me. And so to move then toward authenticity, toward wholeness and health, I think we really have to intentionally balance the masculine energies with the sacred feminine. And mm-hmm. that's the more pleasure, nurturing, softness, groundedness, um, and really trusting one's intuition. And with when those two energies then work together in harmony, they create a really sweet union that allows us to embrace all of ourselves. And that to me feels like, you know, this beautiful pathway of um, finding our authenticity and a much more balanced and peaceful way of living. Mm-hmm. And in my experience, it has been, mm-hmm. you know, when, when I can find that balance and it's, it's kind of a daily, <laughs> a daily thing trying to find that balance, mm-hmm. maybe a minute to minute thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. We're wrapping it up. Always last but never least our <laughs> Enneagram Nines. And I always feel like maybe sometimes we need to just always stay with nine because they're like 
they they are about everybody else except for themselves and we're even us we put them in the back of the line yeah we'll do it we'll start we'll We'll start start our next our next podcast we'll start with a nine yeah so nice please remember you are not in the back of the line and you shouldn't be your presence matters your presence matters (laughs) although sometimes they make them some smaller and ignore their needs um in this constant need and search for peace for themselves and the others for that balance and um making them some smaller and forgetting their needs uh certainly creates a barrier to having an authentic relationship with themselves and i would even say with others so you are such to me a quietly sure person you'd like the things that you talk about I can feel that they matter to you Mm -hmm. and your self-expression matters and your motherhood matters and you know your space um, you know your role as a partner and as a female in this world Um, and nines could learn that you know that, that, that their stance and their voice and their presence in this world whatever it may be um, has value mm-hmm. is important and it is not only important to show up but it is necessary to show up for themselves and the world so can you talk a little bit about how one aspect of being a true self is knowing why you are here and living that truth Mm -hmm. okay so what is it important why is it important for people to wake up to knowing who they are why they're here what are their passions Mm -hmm. and show up for that yeah well i think then that when we live from that place Mm -hmm. when when we are you know, either our vocation or how we spend our time mm-hmm. is something that comes from a place of passion. Mm-hmm. It's life-giving, mm-hmm. right? And when we're spending our time doing what is fulfilling, what is life-giving, we are happier, more joyful, more peaceful, and we reflect that mm-hmm. and we can offer that to ourselves. We can offer that peace and joy and um, kindness to ourselves. And when we offer that to ourselves, when we, when we move from a place of, um, or when we, when we are interacting with the world um, from a place of self-love and yeah. self-worth, we're able to extend that to yeah. other people. Yeah. Um, so then we create more space for other people to have that same, you know, love of self and, um, joy. Yeah. So. I agree with you. It's a lot of times what we want so much. But then we want one thing, but our behaviors, unfortunately, in pursuit of what we want, we're actually doing something that creates an opposite effect. Mm -hmm. And if we actually embrace what we wanted and let whatever our actions 
take us to that pathway it actually opens it up for everybody else around us does that make sense i'm having a hard time verbalizing it but that's you know if you stop doing things that are actually taking you away from what you want Mm -hmm. and do things that bring you to what you want it'll give everybody else that freedom and in essence give you what you want for you and everybody else right right yes yes Yes. (laughs) it's shifting that collective consciousness where we're creating space for other people to yeah uh, live in that way too I have thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. Yeah. Too. Thank you guys. So much. So much. You have Thank so y'all. much calm, mm-hmm. clear wisdom. And I always get emotional. It's terrible. The it's one a I get gift. So it's not it's terrible. A, well, and I was, well, let me tell you, Catherine. So here's the truth. I always cry when we talk to fours. And oh. I specifically this were like, Cat, keep it together. <laughs> but the fours, and I always mm-hmm. feel very emotional throughout the day. Yeah. And I love that. But at the same time, it's just so like, ah. mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing yeah, so bravely. Yeah, thank you. Just so many vulnerable parts about you but also just given us giving me permission to feel that just beautiful experience well thank you i think you all are having an important conversation here that (laughs) opens up you know yeah this kind of level of just authenticity realness vulnerability that's important for everyone yeah thank you you, catherine Mm -hmm. um i did want to have a little bit of fun in honor Mm -hmm. of your husband the seven Tell us one thing about you that might surprise our listeners. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want something funny or something cool? Whatever both. feels off. Whatever <laughs> feels authentic both. to you. Yeah, Kat said both, so we'll go with both. Okay, I'm gonna go with this one. Um, so I, Rob and I were able to return to Spain this past summer. Uh, to, back to the Camino de Santiago, we did about four days of walking mm-hmm. on it, and um, we were not with our children. So my youngest, my daughter, is, I guess at the time, she was like 14 months or so, I'm still breastfeeding, and I was pumping milk so that I could keep my supply up. And I was in the Madrid airport, and I pumped for the first time, and I had, you know, a few ounces of breast milk, and I was like, am I really going to throw this down the toilet? Like, this sacred liquid. And y'all, I drank it. And the rest of the trip, I drank my own breast milk. (laughs) And I am telling you, like, we, you know, we walked 20 miles a day. And I was, in some ways, my body was ready for that. In other ways, maybe not. I felt so amazing. And I just... I give it all to the breast milk. Speaking of life, it's good antibodies, yep. right? You all right. Them. I love that. Yeah, so That's a great story. I love Thank that. you. Thank That's you an authentic that made my and day. fun story. Made good for day. you. Yeah, don't waste, waste those good know, antibodies. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, well, thank you so mm-hmm. much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. And can you please tell our listeners again about uh, how to find you online, Mm -hmm. social media, if you have presence, I know you've mentioned Mm -hmm. in your website and we will, for those of you who are listening, you're like frantically looking for paper Mm -hmm. and pen to write it down, uh, do not worry. We will have everything posted Mm -hmm. on our website and also we would link the book. 
Okay, yeah, and the, the flow. Yeah, and the, and the flow. flow. Yes. Yeah. Um, my website is katherinehanks.com. And then all of my social media accounts are, uh, I guess, yeah, Instagram, Facebook are both Katherine Hanks Studio. Great. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for being here. Thank you all so Thanks. much. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this series with Katherine Hanks on how to become your truest self. Please stay tuned for a short meditation, and we look forward to connecting with you soon. For our meditation today, always, always beginning with the breath, breathing in, breathing out, maybe grounding your feet to the earth, possibly closing your eyes. Asking yourself, where can I soften and relax in my body? And then we're going to have an acronym today, and the acronym is SPIRIT. And the S in SPIRIT stands for SACRED. And ask yourself the question, how can I connect to the sacred today? Whether you define that as God, energy, a power greater than you. The P in spirit is purpose. How can I find meaning and purpose in this day? Stay with that rhythm of the breath. The I in spirit is what do I need today? So the I stands for I. What do I need today? The R stands for restore. How can I restore my body today? And that might mean slowing down or that might mean doing something active like yoga or a walk. The I in spirit stands for intellect. And for intellect, we're thinking how can I take care of my mind today? And that might mean listening to a podcast or that might mean finding a way to distill the mind and be in the present moment. And then the T in spirit stands for tend. How do I tend to my heart space today? How can I tend to my heart space today? Just bring your hands to your heart Find a breath in, find a breath out. I'm going to go through those one more time. The S in spirit stands for sacred. How can I connect to the sacred today? The P stands for purpose. How can I find purpose in this very day? The I stands for for what do I need today? Putting yourself and self-care in the day. The R in spirit stands for restore. How can I restore my body today? And then the I stands for intellect. How can I take care of my mind and intellect today? And the T in spirit stands for tent. How can I tend to my heart space today? And those are important questions to ask each and every day 
Find a breath in. Find a breath out. And I believe spirit or spirituality is about connection. Connecting to our bodies, our heart space, our mind, the spirit within us, ourselves, but also to our meaning and purpose. And the Enneagram would say all of these things as well. We have our three centers of intelligence, the mind, the body, and the heart. And the circle surrounding those three centers might represent spirit, or it might represent unity and oneness with others. But this is the work to make sure that we're being aware of how to cultivate our mind, body, heart, space, spirit, to find more meaning and purpose, and to take care of our unique individual selves. Thank you for sharing in this meditation with me. Find one deep breath in and one big breath out. Namaste.